I don't feel any pressure to to not being me anymore. The fact that I don't drink, as I said, I've spoken to 30 or 40 different publicans and they're sort of, yeah, cool, all right, doesn't matter. So, you know, if publicans can get their head around it, you know, I think most people should be able to. A pub without booze sounds like the start of a joke or maybe a bad dream for those who equate heading to their local with drinking beer or having a glass of wine with a meal and some mates. But drinking is changing. Low and no alcohol beverages are mainstream. The landscape has certainly changed for publican Anthony Hammond, a lifelong frequenter of pubs and owner of Victoria Hotel in Melbourne's Footscray and co-owner of the much-loved Builders Arms also in Melbourne. Anthony, welcome to Dirty Linen. Thanks very much, Danny. It's great to be on. Yeah, lovely to be with you. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to this chat. I mean, pubs, I mean, are pubs changing? Have they changed? What's the landscape like? Well, look, pubs are, are constantly changing. Um, you know, when I grew up in, in pubs in the 70s and the 80s, um, they're completely different to what they are now. Um, you know, back then it was the only place you could get a drink without having a meal. And they were a labour exchange. It was where people went to get, you know, to cash their cheques, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, the focus wasn't a lot on food. Whereas now, when you look at, at the crux of, of pubs that are doing a good job, um, food's sort of 50, 50, 60, 40, you know, in their, in their product mix. So, you know, they're constantly evolving. Um, and this is, I suppose, uh, an evolution that is, that is occurring in, in our industry. And so tell me, how have things changed for you? Um, well, uh, I made a personal decision about 18 months ago um, to give the grog away. And at that point, I had a bit of a, you know, a bit of a crisis of identity of what am I doing in my industry? Um, at that point, I dove pretty much headlong into the non-alcoholic world Um and I just found that there's this, there's this huge world and it's evolving and, it, and the products are, are getting so much better so quickly and there's so much out there that, you know, there's, and there's also so many people out there that are, that are interested in, in this part, you know, of hospitality. Yeah. I mean, how has your life changed um, giving up alcohol? Um. Look, my life has changed for the better um, and I suppose I don't want to dwell too much on, on the fact that I don't drink anymore um, because that's not what this is about. Um, you know, it's – and this is definitely not, you know, anything anti-alcohol or anything like that. That's just a personal decision that I've made. But a lot of people now have re-evaluated their, their relationship with alcohol, um, you know, especially the younger generation – it's more about their connection with their friends. It's more about their connection with family um, as opposed to getting out, going out and getting sloshed. Yeah. I mean, it, it is – do you find – so I've just seen a few discussions recently on social media where people who have decided not to drink for whatever reason still feel some societal pressure or some um, people who, you know, just want them to just have one or whatever it is. Do you feel like, you know, that – that's still a factor for people? For me personally, and I can only talk about my personal experience, um, no. Um, for me, 
I yeah, I don't feel that pressure from you know any of my family or friends or anyone like that. Uh, my wife still drinks. Um, you know, I've got lots of friends that still drink, um, but you know, I've just made the decision to to not now. Mm. And so t- let's talk about the the landscape with alternative beverages. Um, what's How much of the mix is that at your two pubs? So it's a bit different between the two. Um, with me having, you know, been the full owner out at the Victoria Hotel, um, I can sort of push that, that barrel a little bit harder. Um, and out there we've got around about 20 to 25 non-alcoholic options which are not soft drink and not juice. Um, and at the Builders, we, we do have about uh, 10 or 12 of those options as well. Yeah, okay. And ha- ha- are people going for them? Like what – would you say that that, that that market is increasing? Like and how how is it all playing out? Uh, absolutely, Danny. And look, um, you know, I'm a business person first and foremost. So if it wasn't um, – working commercially, um, you know, I wouldn't be pushing it. Um, But what I'm seeing um, through both venues is there's a huge uptake on people. People just don't always want to drink and they don't want – and when they go to the pub, they don't always want to – you know, if they're not having a beer or a glass of wine, they want an option that's not a can of Coke or an orange juice or a fruity mocktail for, you know, if, 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 which is what was offered in the past. Um, you know, people are making these decisions for themselves. Um, a lot of it's around well-being, a lot of it's around mental health, a lot of, a lot of it's around just health and wellness as a whole. Um, and being inclusive, I think, of, of those people that are wanting to dip their toe into it or, or who are right into it um, is a, a commercial reality that I think that we need to be looking at now. In, in the in the pub sector. Yeah, I think that idea of inclusivity is a really important one because I suppose, you know, the classic Australian, uh, I guess, idea would be that, you know, pubs are for supposed to be for everybody. And I suppose, you know, if I think about my own trajectory through pubs, um, it certainly hasn't always felt like an inclusive place for women. Um, and I wonder you know, what do you think that's part of the journey for pubs to keep thinking about inclusivity in different ways? Uh, absolutely. And I, look, I was taught by my parents who were publicans you know, in the country that the pub was for everyone. Um, but it hasn't always been, as you said, you know, it hasn't always been inclusive for women. There was the ladies' lounge and the public bar where, you know, never the twain shall meet, you know, long, long time ago. Now there's you know, the inclusivity of people that are vegetarian, vegan, um, any dietary requirements, um, you know, and this, I suppose, is a, a similar part of that. You know, a lot of people just don't want to consume alcohol, whether it be ongoing or it might just be tonight. You know, they've got responsibilities the next day, they're driving. Um, you know, I think to look at it from a commercial point of view, you'd rather get uh, the, the spend per head up as opposed to, um, you know, just not getting anything out of them if you put that commercial hat on. But the inclusivity of someone being able to be at the pub and watch the footy with their mates and have a non-alcoholic beer, which is a really great product, and still feel included with their peers is really important. And I think that that's something that has maybe – lacked in the past. Well, I know has lacked and I've been responsible for that in the past as well. Mm, yeah, you don't always want a lemon, lime and bitters, which 
<laughs> if you didn't want a Coke, it's yeah, perhaps one of the other options. So, and tell us what you're doing at, at the Victoria Hotel later this month. So, what we're doing with the pub with no booze, Danny, is we're going to strip the whole pub of, of alcohol for the day. So you, you, even if you want to look, you know, in the cupboards underneath the till, you're not going to find a bottle of booze. Um, you know, that'll all be stacked away and we're going to pack it full of, of non-alcoholic beer, spirits, wine, wine alternatives, um, you know, uh, seltzers, etc. cetera. Um, and we're going to put a tasting on between two and five with a, a barbecue done by my beautiful friend Josh Murphy who was um, – the, one of the original owners of the Builders with Andrew and I, he's putting on a barbecue that's inspired by the non-expressions, which is a wine alternative made down in Moorabbin. And from then after, so it's sort of, you know, the, the pub will be the pub just without alcohol being served. So you'll be able to get all those great beers and spirits and wines and, and wine alternatives, et cetera, that we've been speaking about. And what do you expect to, that to feel like? Um, I think it will be a bit of a bit mind bending for some people, but I hope that the people that come will be open minded and be really interested in how that could be for them as just not drinking for whatever might might just be for that day. But to be able to, I, I believe that there'll be a lot more connection in the pub. And I think that people will be able to hopefully feel safe in exploring this this new segment of the market because in Australia it is new um, as an accepted part of, of the market. And, you know, probably in the last two years, three years, it's really gone f- forward in leaps and bounds. And, you know, as I said, we have 20 to 25 products out there as a norm and we sell, we sell them, we sell a lot of them a lot of the time. So, you know, for me it won't, feel maybe much different, but I think as a as an overall, it may feel really hopefully engaging. It's I love the non-drinks. I think they're so interesting and tasty. But I think part of the thing for me is that if I'm not drinking alcohol, I don't want something that's aiming at alcohol, like that it's a non-alcoholic beer or a non-alcoholic wine or a non-alcoholic gin. I would rather have a drink that's different altogether. Where do you line up with that? Look, I oscillate a little bit. Um, you know, I, I I do miss the the refreshing beer after you know doing the gardening or a hard day's work. Um, but because of my personal decision, I I don't I don't have that. You know, I don't have the ability to go for that. But you know, now with the non-alcoholic beers and there's so many good ones out there, I can actually do that and I can feel included. I can feel like I'm no different to anyone else. Um, but the amount of people that do drink non-alcoholic, like, you know, say during footy season, we had a lot of people drinking non-alcoholic beer watching the footy because they had to drive, you know. Um, They were making that choice, that personal choice themselves. So I I understand, you know, some people might say, oh, well, what's the the use um, of having a non-alcoholic beer or wine or or whatever if I'm not getting the, the alcohol in it? But a lot of people still like those flavours, the ritual of it, the inclusivity of it, so that there is, um, you know, to, but just without the without the without the grog. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, I mean, do you feel like you're now 
a publican that doesn't drink and that's just how it's going to continue? Or do you, I mean, do you think that, uh, I guess, the publican world is inclusive for somebody who's not drinking? I'd like to think it is. Um, you know, I've spoken to a lot of publicans about the fact that, you know, I don't drink anymore. They've offered me a beer. I said, look, I don't drink anymore. I haven't had any blowback at all. I've had all I've had is support from them. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. Alcohol is the only drug that when you give it up, you have to give a reason for it. Um, it just wasn't working for me anymore. So, you know, I made a, I made a life choice that, that makes my life better. Yeah, it's so true. No one, no, if you're giving up heroin, <laughs> everyone just rallies around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, geez, I've, I've given up smack. Why? Really? It's great. Um, <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's been an interesting part of, of my progression, I suppose. But as I said, I don't feel any pressure to, to not be me anymore. Um, you know, the fact that I don't drink, as I said, I've spoken to 30 or 40 different publicans and they're sort of, yeah, cool, all right, doesn't matter. Um, so, you know, if publicans can get their head around it, you know, I think most people should be able to. So, Anthony, let's talk about what else is happening in pubs. Um, how's how's the landscape? Um, what's How are the differences between, you know, the different suburbs that you, you operate in? How's, how's summer feeling? Look, I think there's a real um, – there's a real optimism with summer. Um, last year was a really hard summer because we'd just come out of lockdowns. I, there was still so much uncertainty. Will we go back in? Will we not? Um, people getting sick. Um, you know, out at the, the Vic, we actually had to close for an extended period of time over Christmas because all the staff got crook either, you know, around Christmas family gatherings or New Year's Day gatherings. Um, we've had that issue at the builders as well. So I think with the optimism, we've been open 12 months now. Um, the optimism is really there. It was really hard last year. It was a very hard three months to get through Christmas because everyone came out and there was you're still explaining things to people. People are still funny about stuff. But now that optimism's there, there's now stuff somewhat back in the market that we're able to, to tap into. Um, and I think people feel that they're um, unburdened a little bit by, you know, the general punter is unburdened by the, the heaviness that COVID was. Yeah, that's a really nice way to put it. Like a, it's a real sort of shrugging off and um, just settling into this, I guess, more of a certainty that things are going to stay open. Yeah, and, and also that life is now moving forward. You know, life is now we're, – we're not going to deal with lockdowns. We're not going to deal with, um, you know, touch wood just knocking my head. Um, we're not going to deal with restrictions anymore. So I think that optimism is, you know, is there. We're, we're, we're open now. We can plan. We can invest in people. We can invest in our businesses again. Um as opposed to sort of really going back into our shells. And I think the people that, that are going to come out of this on the, on the right side of it are those people that, that are investing now in their people, investing in their businesses, investing in what is, what is hospitality um, because that hasn't changed. Hospitality is still that nice warm smile, that g'day, Danny, you know, how's your day been? Um, you know, cheers, Danny, see you later. Hope, you know, we'll, we'll see you next time you're in. Those small things, the greetings, the farewells, um, the smile, 
you know, the warmth of character are the, the really important parts in hospitality and I can see them coming back um, more and more now. Wow, that's so nice. Do you think, I mean, are you, do you recruit for that warmth first and foremost in, in the current climate? Um, look, it, it is hard sometimes, you know, I think, you know, in the last 12 months, everyone has had uh, nearly a warm body idea of, of recruitment, just get people in that can work. Now we're looking at, you know, we are, we're looking at who can bring that warmth, who can bring that energy, that, that really great vibe so that when you walk into a dining room or walk into a bar or, or whatever it may be, you feel good about yourself as opposed to all, oh, you know, which is what we had in the past, you know, um, over that COVID period, people were very um, internal. But now I'm seeing, you know, not just in my businesses, but through a lot of different businesses, you're seeing that warmth, as I said, that smile again, um, that real vibe of, yeah, cool, we're, we're doing this. Mm. I mean, I have to say, like, after all the big lockdowns, it was pubs that I wanted to go back to first. And I think it was really for that that feeling of um, welcome and community that I guess you do find in, in the best pubs. Um, I wonder, like, can you give us some insight into what people are eating? Are, they, are people's going for the classics because I was definitely always back for a Palmer or are people being a bit more adventurous? I think I think they are. Um, you know, Palmers don't travel. So you put a Palmer in a box and you put it in a car and you take it to someone's house, it's not going to be great. Um, I think people are really, really loving the fact that they can come back in and they can, they're not cooking tonight. So I'm going to sit at the bar and I'm going to have a palmer and I'm going to have a pot of beer or a glass of wine or a non-alcoholic um, beer or wine or, or alternative and really sit there and engage with the people that I'm with. And that's what I'm finding. I'm finding that real warmth of patron as well where they're just happy to be back at the pub. They're happy to be back in what has been their lounge room previous to COVID where they could just be themselves. And that's what I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing a real excitement about when we have had a couple of good days, people sitting outside and really soaking that up, which I haven't been able to for the, you know, for the last two and a half years. Yeah, geez, it must be a nice feeling. Like what are the really great moments for you as a publican? For me, it's, it's seeing people smile, which might sound really weird, but to see people smile because they are – in a place that they feel comfortable, in a place that they recognise and also in a place that is welcoming to them. That's what makes me happy as a publican. Beer sales, um, food sales, yeah, 100%. But if you can do those things right, the other things will take care of themselves if you have the right quality. You've got to put that back, you've got to do that, that work in the background. But to really make sure that people feel welcome and people feel valued for coming into your business. That's the important part in my in my book. Yeah, it's, it's so nice. <laughs> just, I can, it, you just really, I feel like you're really sitting me down at the bar. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, that's 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 really nice. So Anthony, um, bringing it back to the non-alcoholic beverages, um, what are a couple that you reckon people should try if they haven't um, experimented much in this space? 
Look, you, you, you'll find um, a few of them in a lot of places now. So like Heaps Normal have done a really great job. They're, they're a, a, an Australian brand. Um, you know, they've done a really terrific job getting it out there. They're, they're, they're in a lot of pubs that you go to now. Um, but there's also, you know, there's also a lot of stuff that's coming in from the States, from Europe. They've got to be, you've got to see them. You've got to source them out a bit more. Um, but, you know, they're worth looking for, you know, things like Bravis and Groovy um, and Vanderstreek and that sort of stuff. But, you know, then there's also, you'll see Liars in a lot of places in a lot of the, the, the better venues in town. And, you know, they're originally a couple of guys from Melbourne. Um, that started that, and now that's a huge global um, concern. And then you've got your things like your your, your nons, which is you know Matty Moravin and those guys. Aaron, who's the founder there, you know, he really lives and breathes it. He's very passionate. He's into you know seeing where he can push this um, in in the market. But you know they're they're making these beverages as an adult beverage, they're into it, you know. Um, Hop Nation out in Footscray do an amazing XPA. Um, you know, and then you've got the the wine aspect of it, which the wine is a lot harder to find. Um, but I've got onto some really great stuff from um, the Torres family in Spain and, you know, a lot of people have had the, the Miguel Torres alcoholic wines. They make an amazing um non-alcoholic version, which is called Naturo. Um, and, you know, Richard Julian is, you know, his fruit comes from champagne. It's sparkling. You know, it's made in Belgium because that's where the, the equipment is. But, you know, then you also, you know, Leitz um, is an amazing German winery. They make alcoholic wine as well, but they make an amazing German Riesling that apart from maybe in the mid-palate where the alcohol you know, usually sits, you wouldn't know that it's non-alcoholic. Um, you know, and then there's a, a mob in um, Canada called Acid League, which I've been lucky enough to get a, a, a couple of bottles of, and that's on a whole different level again. Um, and that's not that's a wine alternative, and they've done a, they've done an amazing collab with um, Sean Brock from Husk in Nashville. Wow, it all sounds super exciting and really interesting. So, yeah, I think um, I'll have to come down and uh, sample a few beverages. I think it's – is it October 29 that you've got the event at the Victoria Hotel? Yeah, so it's October 29. There's um, 16, 17 different distributors, producers with about 90 different products. Wow, very cool. Um, all right, well, thank you so much for chatting us through it. Really interesting part of the conversation. And, um, yeah, see you over summer for a beverage of some description um, at one of the pubs, Anthony. Thanks so much for being part of Daddy Linen. All right, thanks, Danny. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.